mind with his mind. And the only way you can do that is in the word of God. Pick up your Bible. Pick up your Bible. If I come to visit your house, I would know immediately what your mind is thinking by just looking on your bedside table, looking on your coffee table, and looking for your Bible. The only effective heart cleansing is the Word of God. John fifteen three. Now you are clean through the Word which I have spoken unto you. First Peter one twenty two. Since you have been purified, since you have purified your souls in obeying the truth through the Spirit, God's objective, because it's necessary for our salvation, is to change our thought life. Change our thought life. I'm asking you today to please fill your mind with God's truth. Don't just empty your minds of evil thoughts. Because if your mind just empties of your evil thoughts, it'll fill back up with your evil thoughts. You have to fill it with good thoughts. With God's truth, which is found in the Bible. Make the Bible a everyday part of your life. Memorize the word. Memorize the word. If you want to change your whole thought pattern, open your Bible. Memorize the word. I'm speaking to a party of one, I guess. The Bible says, I've hidden your word in my heart. That I may not sin against you. Psalms 119.11 Start hiding words in your heart. The only way you can do that is to find the words to hide in your heart. Grab a scripture and hide it in your heart. And then you're able to recall it when you need it. Did you know that the average person thinks about 10,000 thoughts a day? Isn't that wild? About 10,000 thoughts a day. Separate thoughts. That's about 3.5 million thoughts a year. If you're 75, you've had about 26 million thoughts blow through your mind. Already most of you have had 2,000 separate thoughts since you got out of bed this morning. Tom, are you trying to calculate your age versus thoughts of how many? Okay, I thought so. (laughs) The number is too low for some of us. But already you've had about 2,000 thoughts flash through your mind this morning. You'll probably have another 8,000 by the time you leave out of here. And right now while I'm talking, you're already thinking about this, 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 this. Oh, Jesus Every one of those 10,000 thoughts represent a choice that you'll make. A decision to do it or not to do it. If we would change those 10,000 thoughts and decide today after church when you walk out that we're going to hand you $10,000. We're not, but just saying. We're going to hand you $10,000. Every person's going to get $10,000. But then I'm going to say, wait a minute. You have to spend this before you go to sleep tonight. You will spend an immense amount of time. What's the best way to spend that? How do I spend that to get the most out of my money? What am I going to do? You take such detailed information when it's 
money-driven. How sad that we devote so much time how we spend our money and so little time on how we spend our thoughts. How sad that one seems so important and the other one seems so trivial. It's just like a house. Looks great on the outside. Spiffy on the outside. But don't look under the bed. I read this quote this week. Two thoughts cannot occupy the mind at the same time. So choose, so here's the choice, whether or not our thoughts will be constructive or destructive. So how's your thought life, Christians? You're Christians, right? I think all of you are saved in here, I would hope. If not, we can clean that right up after service. How is your thought life? Is it a hot mess? Do you judge and things just irritate you? You get all riled up. Well, Satan will rile you up even more. Does it line up with who you strive to be? Who you are in the community? Because I want to tell you, you better be a child of the one true king. Are you a child of the one true king? We all fall into this trap sooner or later. Life's hard. The self-pitying person says, you don't know what I'm going through. So many times people say that. But you don't know what I'm going through. I don't care what you're going through. It doesn't make you a big hypocrite, you know. Whatever you're going through, you should be in the Word even more than most. Or you try living with this 24 hours a day and see how happy you are, preacher. Then there's another extreme. Why don't we just blame other people? We can blame other people and find a scapegoat because you can't face life on your own. So you find another person who seems like the source of your problems. Or perhaps you can't forgive yourself for things you've done. Maybe you just replay that in your mind. God, I did that for years. Jeez. Until I got this novel idea from God himself. You're already forgiven. You are forgiven. Oh, yeah, but man, when I was 18, that gun, when I was 25, whoa. Not really 25. We were married at 25, right, Jimmy? I'm sorry I said 25. <laughs> Your thoughts matter. Negative thoughts lead to negative living. Paul explains it so well how to combat all of this yucky stuff. At the end of the letter of Philippians, read it for yourself. He gives a prescription of how to do this. It is awesome. It's a prescription for positive thinking that's followed by, has the power to transform your life, and it's in Philippians 4 8. Finally, brothers, here we go. Whether it's what? True. Whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely. Can you see Paul saying all of this to this Philippians? He said, Come on, y'all. Quit all that foolishness. Whatever's true, whatever's noble, whatever's right, whatever's pure, whatever's lovely, whatever's admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, 
Think about that. Think about such things, he says. Why can't you think about that than all this other stuff? So in that one verse, there's eight things to do. Is it true? Whatever is true. Truth is the first test when you start. You know what? When I was in Bible college, I would always have these hard tests that says, okay, uh, what's more important? The test would say, would it be apostle, pastor, teacher? You know, would you put those in the right order? Take a scripture like this and, well, you know, what's the right order? Is it true? Is it noble? What? Everything had to be in such order all the time. And so I uh, did all my homework at work sometimes, and I'd go down to the most holiest man I knew in the hall, and I'd say, hey, you got a minute? Let's talk about this. Uh, I'm trying to prioritize these. He don't even know what he did. He said, okay, the Bible is prioritized. So anytime you see order in the Bible, it's the perfect order. You don't have to reprioritize things. God wrote the Bible in every detail and every order in the way that it should be. So here's the deal. Here's the order. Is it true? Truth is the first test. Before you open your mouth, are you speaking the truth? The question rules out all the dishonest and untrue and the unreliable stuff. Is it noble? That word means honorable. Worthy of reference. Is your thought life honorable? Does your thought life honor God? Does your thought life honor Honor others. Is it right? Whatever's right. That means does it lines does it line up with God's standards? Not is it right in my eyes? Is it right in the eyes of God? Is it right in the eyes of others? If your thoughts were broadcast for the world to hear, would you be ashamed or embarrassed or proud of what you said? Is it pure? Whatever's pure. Is your thought life clean or is it in the gutter? If it's in the gutter, don't be surprised because you're covered in slime. Is it lovely? It says whatever's lovely. The word simply says love towards. Here's a simple rule. If it's not lovely, it doesn't make you lovely. If it's not lovely, it doesn't make you lovely. So don't say it. Don't think it. Don't do it. Don't dwell on it. Don't repeat it. Is it admirable? Whatever's admirable. That is worthy of study, meditation, to bring you to a deeper place. The question asks us to focus on things that are positive, not negative. Constructive, not destructive. Things that build you up, not tear you down. Proverbs 23, 7. As a man think it in his heart. So is he. So is he. If you think it, that's how you are. Boy, this is, if you can receive it, that's great. But if your thought pattern right now is thinking of someone else that this message can help and you wish they could hear it, you got the problem. You got a problem. If you're sitting there going, golly, man, I got to tell somebody this. If you think you can't, you probably won't. If you think angry thoughts, angry words will come out your mouth. 
If you fill your mind with sexual fantasies, your body will find a way to fulfill it too. If you dwell on your problems soon, they will overwhelm you. If you feel like a victim, you will become one. If you give way to worry, don't be surprised when you get ulcers. If you think low thoughts, low living is soon to follow. If you expect defeat, you'll probably lose. If you dwell on rejection, you'll set yourself up for even more rejection. If you focus on how others misunderstand you, you'll become angry and bitter. You're not what you think you are. But what you think, you are. Let that soak in. You're not what you think you are. But what you think, you are. The flip side's also true. If you focus on the truth, you'll speak the truth. If you look at noble things, nobility will mark your life. If you seek out lovely things, your life will be lovely. If you dwell on what's right, then, then wrong will not be attracted to you. If you think on pure things, you'll become pure. If you look at virtue, you're going to find it. If you search for higher things, you'll elevate your life. If you're a Christian, you have within your power to obey this command. You can literally change your mind and change your thoughts. You don't have to just think, I've always been like that. My daddy was like that. My grandma was like that. I must think after that. No. You can change your thoughts. Get in the Word. I'm giving you so many scriptures today. Get in the Word. Because you're a child of the one true king. He knows your thoughts. Give that a minute to soak in. If he knows your thoughts, what does he think about your thoughts? Dad, come. If the disciples had to wear name tags, I'm just coming off the movie here. Matthew would wear hated because he was a tax collector. But when he decided to follow Jesus, his name needs to be changed to devoted. Matthew was devoted. He gave it all up, didn't he? Devoted. So what if uh, Peter, his name tag, yeah, would it redominate? But when he was filled with the Spirit, it read preacher. The Spirit of God will change your thoughts on yourself. And when you change yourself, others won't matter. They were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other languages. And the Spirit enabled them to speak. And God saw it all along, but now filled with the Spirit, the disciples saw it too. Their names changed. What would yours say? Control freak? Lazy? Religious? Broken? Go ahead. I mean, what?
things. Praise the Lord. Lord bless you. All that good stuff on the outside. But also know this. There's no perfect life. 
No perfect job, no perfect childhood. There's no perfect marriage. And no perfect set of people who always do what you expect them to do. But church, I want to tell you, there's a perfect God who is able to lead us through this imperfect life with unfailing strength and comparable wisdom and infinite love for you. You are the child of one true king. Prayer warriors, can you come up? And I want to ask you, please redefine your thought process. If that comes from coming down here and and rededicating or getting saved or whatever it is. If you want a hunger and thirst for his righteousness, come down. If you want God to give you such a longing for his word that it's not out of labor anymore, come pray about that. I know your life's a mess. Some of you, your life is a mess. But don't you dare use that, that you're a mess. Don't wear that name tag. You're prayerful. You're mighty. You're good. You take those thoughts captive right now. I don't care what's been told to you. You take them captive. There's a plan and a purpose for your life. We have time. There's no perfect life. No perfect childhood. No perfect marriage. I get it. I know. Or if you came here today and you just need to pray with somebody, maybe they'll understand. Maybe they can help. We're here. Now's your time.
Yeah.